Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Ha ha ha! The ceremonial greeting we stay instead of ho 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 for this, our second greets giving here on Greetings, the Greetings Card Podcast. I'm Dan Conroy. Ha ha ha. And I'm Bobby O'Rourke. Hi, Dan. Hi, Bobby. How you doing, friend, on this, our second of our Greetsgivings? I'm having a great time. Happy Greetsgiving. I've been looking forward to this. I ranked my cars this morning and like a kid looking around the corner at the presence under the christian Christ, christian the christian tree. tree christian the christmas the christian Cr- tree i've been covering my eyes and not looking at your rankings because i'm so excited to see where we fell this time uh, and like that same type of christmas celebration i am snuggled under my covers and i'm hearing the rumbling downstairs and it sounds like my dad stubbing his toe on something and yelling loudly but i'm closing my eyes and ears oh he said the fuck word but i'm pretending and hoping that it's just a santaman coming down to giving me presents and he just happens to sound like my dad and my mom that's not strange yes we have ranked our cards our next decade of cards you could say our deca of 10 uh, which is what deca means in case you don't know yeah, thanks for thanks right. for dan explaining it dan and as we, much like our Earth as it spins around the sun, made of dirt and water, so we have rotated yet again in this Greetings, the Greeting Card podcast, and gotten to another 10 of these fine ink-printed pieces of paper that we paid money for them, and by that I mean we took photographs of them, and we have ranked them now for you. And how serendipitous that we actually have our greets giving as we take off the autumn jacket of Thanksgiving and put on the slightly heavier but more well-insulated jacket of the holiday season, be it Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you might celebrate in this fine winter's time. Maybe you're enjoying Yule or Saturnalia. That's none of our business. But, Bobby, I think as we sort of straddle these two holidays and enjoy our own holiday here, I think about what traditions we could bring to Greetsgiving as its own standalone holiday. For example, what kind of beverage would a Greetsgiving celebrator enjoy? Oh, malt orange juice, first right off the bat. Um, pickled iced tea. Unforgiven milk. <laughs> Unforgiven milk. As far as treats go, I mean, are we doing drinks or just or well? No, we well? got enough treats there. So we've got we've got the malted orange juice, unforgiven yeah. milk. What was the other one you said? Oh, um, I was too busy thinking uh, about my joke to hear yours. I think we did. Was it salted iced tea? Salted iced salted tea. Iced oh my god! Well, you got to use the don't kosher. don't listen back, listener. Whatever I said twenty seconds ago, it's gone. It's in the past. Let let it go. I love kosher salted sweet tea. You can't beat it. It's just it makes you. It somehow makes you thirstier than how you started. Mm. But yeah, then um, treats are a good point. What would there be? Probably like steamed celery would be a good mm-hmm. one. I would do thinly sliced broccoli. Oh, goodness. You could like a piece of paper, You almost like a mirror, you could see right through it. If you can't look through your broccoli, I'm sorry, you're just not cutting it right. Muffled bananas. They're like regular bananas, but they're softer. So when you eat them, they don't squeak as much. I've always liked angry apples. Just take an apple and just yell at it until it responds. Well, I mean, that's probably more for the first Greetsgiving, which we will have in autumn times when the first apples come down they're a little too early so you have to like hold them in your hands and look at them sort of like a hamlet play and you have to go you came too early no did you know at the very first greets giving they served hard-boiled seal <laughs> 
They did. It was it was hard boiled seal and if I remember correctly, it was hard boiled seal and lukewarm parsnip, laid out on a fine bed of of no tarp. lukewarm parsnip was one of the founders. That wasn't that wasn't the food. Was that not the band they started after? It was the math rock. Band You're right. I apologize. It was the folk math rock band. Lukewarm folk snip. math rock band. Yeah, steamed parsnip. They're really good. I love I love their song involving seal meat. Well, you know the the, the greets giving since have passed, and you know you always have ham on top of rye on top of ravioli. But traditionally, the first mm, yeah, meal yeah, yeah. was the hard boiled seal. And of course, in some situations, like for example, if it's an odd number year, you can switch out the ravioli for a pierogi, but it can't be a fruit. Pierogi pierogi unless of course the number ends in three to which point next year's greets giving we can enjoy a fruit pierogi ham and rye sandwich which of course would be the traditional bite you have now as for the seal meat you have to consume that on the eve of greets giving for the entire time of it because they say belly full of seal that's quite a meal belly without seal kiss from a rose and the last one doesn't rhyme, but that's not what we're here for. We're not. We didn't here make for the your... rules. We're just saying what what. We has didn't to write these. These came to us in silver scrolls. That's why we uh, start every uh, dessert round with. And every meal, of course, if you are enjoying this greets giving, you have to enjoy it from a graying tower alone on the sea. Yeah, you you became my power, uh, my pleasure, and my pain. All three. You know, I always think of Greets giving this grown addiction that I can't deny. Would you tell me, Bobby, is that healthy, babe? Is it cool if I call you babe? I prefer not, but, you know, we've, we're already here. I'll and, back up. Yeah. And then you, then you, of course, end the dessert round of a Greets giving. You always end with a nice cup of... Uh, spelt. Spelt. <laughs> spelt. And you can eat as much spelt as you want, but you have to finish whatever you scoop out of the bucket. And make no mistake, it is fermented. It has been out there for a time. The wild yeast has got to it, but it's dry. So it's not like consuming a, what's that called? Like a barm or a, or a uh, the stuff before beer when it's like the kind Bar- of broth. Barley? No, I'm thinking of like what the liquid is before it's properly beer. Oh, it might be called barm. Point is, you I compare it that. to a kiss from a rose. That's the only way I know how to describe it. Well, the more I get of you, the stranger it feels. I mean, this barley we're consuming and spelt and all of these. It's a very grain-focused holiday we've got. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you always do it near a rose garden because, as a lot of people know from the end of Greetsgiving, now that your rose is in bloom, a light hits the gloom on the gray. Bobby and I have heard this song many times each year since college, and now that I'm saying it out loud, it, the lyrics don't make a lot of anything, do they? I don't think you have to worry about it because it's just the theme to Batman Forever. It's a Batman song, so that should be enough for the people out there. And listen, if it's got Jim Carrey being a riddled man, that's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> he was he, he was he was a fine Riddler Riddler character in that way. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna walk in his shoes. Who? I mean, I know Paul Dano recently did it, but I need mm. a sort of Gumby esque manic arms akimbo sort of Riddler for for my taste. I mean, it's we were imprinted with that as youngsters, so we have to kind of have that once again when they do another. Yeah, iteration. we need to have like we we need a Riddler who is equal parts flexible and very much like a Stretch Armstrong Gumby, while at the same time being funny. And who does that anymore? Who would be the same? 
actor that can take on that role. I don't know if it even exists, unfortunately. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Maybe if we do- Let's just a... give it to Timothy Chalamet and see where he goes with it. I was going to suggest him or Ty Burrell. Oh, that, those are both good choices. I like Ty Burrell from uh, Modern Family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just I was just watching some He's got the and... chin for it now that I think out loud. He's he definitely does. got- There's something about having a strong chin. He's vaguely elastic, too, which as, as yeah. with Timothy Chalamet feels like a strong wind will take him away. That's very Riddler-esque, I feel. Yeah, yeah, that would be. You got to be thin for the character. Because I was going to suggest John him not because he has anything oh, that we would need for uh, the Riddler. Kind of I just the other direction be, on that one. I like. I that's like that. exactly why I was thinking mm-hmm. it because it would be a terrible direction to go in. But I think I can't deny how fun it is. Much like him being Santa in that commercial, it was uh, unsettling. He's not a Santa character to me. We might as well just go full Brad Garrett at that point. Brad Garrett is the Riddler, <laughs> and Ray Romano as the Penguin. <laughs> ah, Batman! I eat fish. <laughs> not hating this movie so far. I- I'm not. We just did a story. It. I mean, story by Dan Conroy and Bobby O'Rourke, screenplay by whoever was trapped with us for the time. Yeah, whoever we forced to be in the same rented WeWork with us and just consume all of the leftover coffee that no one else drank. And we were like, no, it's Batman, but he's in space and there's a Riddler and they've all got cool helmets on. Let's do this. Would we get old uh, Pattinson boy back or are we uh, changing up the roles here? Are we getting sad Batman or are we getting different Batman? You know, I liked him in The Batman. I mean, it wasn't his fault that the movie was like going to see a Wagner opera. I mean, you had to (laughs) pack a lunch to see the whole thing. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's like like they saw The Irishman and they went, no, that long. That's what we wanted. I thought he did a really nice job, and I, I was skeptical because, you know, I think he carries the Twilight chain around with him, but uh, he seems to be genuinely trying to act, and I, if you're into a Batman who listens to only The Cure, you know, I think he did a great job. <laughs> That's really what it was, right? We needed, we finally needed an emo Batman because it just didn't make sense how fucking determined he was to save Gotham from all the other evil around them or many of the other Batmans who were just like really down to like be handsome and have sex all the time. And we finally get one that goes, oh no, I'm an orphan and I'm sad because I'm, I'm rich. I'm definitely troubled by it. I, I'm I, definitely, tra- I'm tra- I have trauma from what happened. I feel like we haven't gotten that from a Batman yet. I'd love to be wrong. Don't DM us if we are. But this was a uh, nice example of a Batman that I could finally get a t-shirt of at a Hot Topic and go, no, this makes the most sense. I knew what kind of movie we were in when he took off his Bat helmet and he did have the eyeliner remaining because you always yes. thought Batman had to have eyeliner, yeah. but they never showed it. They were never <laughs> courageous enough, and this one was. And am I am I filling this in in my head, or did he have a sort of side swoopy hair like kind of the emo scene of the mid He sure did. Yeah, absolutely. He had a Panic at the Disco style side swoop. Okay, cool, cool. I'm glad that wasn't just- I'm glad that wasn't I'm glad that wasn't just my uh, imagination. That was a very real thing. Speaking of a very real thing, what's very real, <laughs> as much as I want to talk about Batman. Seamless. We are not Divided Films, another amazing podcast you all should go see. Mm. What we are is a greeting card review podcast, and we have 10 to get through tonight, starting from number 10, and we're going to work our way up to what deserves to be on the fridge. And of course, we got to start with the ones that were 100% poop, because let's face it, not every one of them is going to be a blue ribbon pig. Most of them are going to be a red ribbon duck. Not that we don't love ducks here on the podcast, but if it's a pig contest, that's how you're going to fail. I don't need to explain my metaphors to you people. No, you don't. Bobby, do you want to get us started with, because to let people know who may have not heard the other greets giving, Bobby and I rank these cards separately, and then we bring them together and find out how our ratings were similar, how they were different. So he will tell me what his number 10 is, I'll just say what mine is, and then we'll go in that fashion, and then describe where these cards are on the fridge for 
this time around. So, of course, and we will uh, show that all on our Instagram at GreetingsPod, which you should all go subscribe to, or our Twitter at GreetingsCast. We'll put it up there as well. Now, Babs, would you tell me what is 10 for you? I would be delighted to, and thank you for explaining the rules such as they are. And I, I should give credit where credit is due, as in last time, this ranking system was perfected on the James Bonding podcast. I don't know them. I like the podcast, though. They seem like nice guys. And also used on the uh, With Gorley and Russ podcast, which is very good. Those are just, just plugs, you know, just to say. But we're plugs. not going to... Plus, we're not going to talk about any card until we both hit the number it is in our ranking. So for me, my number 10 is our 18th episode from Remember Muscle Time, uh, COVID <laughs> birthday. Yeah, what a what a real stinkeroonie that was, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So my number 10 is actually comes from episode 16, which is Wes Craven's Randy Quaid's Halloween Lawyer 3, Dan Conroy's New Nightmare, Turnups, exclamation <laughs> point, which is the full name of the episode. Look it up. And the card is Halloween Better Than Sex. Some of you might remember this was a card describing how Halloween is better than the human described action of intercourse or coitus. And guess what? Hold on to those feelings and don't let them go, even when they tell you to. And it's polite because that is my number nine. So the first one we are going to discuss is Halloween is Better Than Sex from episode 16 West Craven's Randy Quaid's Halloween Lawyer 3, Dan Connor's New Nightmare Turn. It doesn't fit on the DVD box, but it definitely fits in our hearts as we describe it. This card sucked so bad. <laughs> and you found it. This was one of yours, too. I'm surprised it was. It, oh, it was, it was, it was I a... brought the worst one. Bobby, mm. you bring in the gold and I bring in the trash. But sometimes the I think trash the rankings is... will bear that out to be it would be wrong. But I think we'll see. Yeah, well, we will definitely find out. But, you know, the thing is, is I thought sometimes with. And the reason why sometimes I go that direction is because the saving grace is the bad ones can be so funny. You kind of get this ironic spin on it. And you can mm. giggle at sort of the low level humor or just what else is going on with it where you've read it a million times. It's very low common denominator that makes you giggle for the sake of the fact that you've always read it. Sometimes there's also spelling mistakes. There are spelling mistakes in this one. So I, I thought a lot <laughs> of that was going to play into giving it a higher rating. And I read it back. And yes, it does have a little bit of it, but not at all to compare to any of the other cards. It is just absolutely unsalvageable in that way. One that you could throw in with any other holiday, how Christmas is better than sex, how Arbor Day is better than sex, how uh, Herbert Hoover's birthday is better than sex. You could basically do this with any one of our holidays, and it is just going to give you the same laugh line, the same giggle. So in that way, I I didn't find it salvageable, and of course I don't. We don't need to. We don't need to renegotiate the card itself and what it said. But it was just, yeah, it was just kind of kind of bogus. I saw you rated it slightly higher than I did, number nine. Now, Bobby, was there a reason why it didn't hit the absolute? rock bottom for you yes and i'll bring that up because we're probably going to talk about my number nine very very soon but i'll immediately just immediately afterwards immediately afterwards so let me stick with halloween better than sex for the moment you you said it right it's just a disappointing deflated balloon every page turn just got worse and worse and as we said in the episode it's a bad stand-up routine that doesn't know it's a bad stand-up routine and continues yes. on and on and i mean you're right. You could say anything's better than sex. We could say greetings. The greeting card podcast is better than sex. And that's our way of saying say, stay chased and subscribe is the way we're going to say it. Absolutely, guys. Stay chased and subscribe. That's the only way you can do it. If you have sex and listen to this podcast, that's also OK, too. We don't mean to uh, litigate exactly what you guys want to. But that's the best way to enjoy the podcast. No, that's I That's all we're saying. No, I'm, Oh, OK. I'm, Bobby said that. Yeah. yeah. For, force chastity, guys, to enjoy this. It makes a podcast better. Wink. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I got nothing to say more. Uh, Halloween better than sex, but it is, however, tied for last place as we had last time. So you and I are often in agreement on the last place cards because my number nine is COVID birthday from episode 18. Remember muscle time. And I'll tell yes. you for why mm-hmm. this one ranked lowest for me because unlike Halloween better than sex, which just disappointed me. I don't like a card that actively reminds you once again of a traumatic experience. Like you don't have to tell me about the worst two years in recent memory, two and a half, three years, wherever we are. I I know I, I was, I was in the present too. I remember. And I just, it would be like wishing someone a happy birthday and reminding them their dog was dead. Like, why, why would you do that? I remember how much Sparks loved to come up and try to lick the, the, the cake frosting. That was great. Anyways, happy birthday. Here's a card. Anyways, he's not in the backyard. We did burn him. I have some photos of the car, by the way, in case that helps. <laughs> I forgot to send those to you five months ago. Happy birthday. You just print them out and put them in the card. Oh, uh, gruesome. Yeah, no, COVID birthday was a real stinker as well. It was an unpleasant reminder of the things that we have gone through in the past couple of years. One that just kind of echoing what you said would be reminded in the card and having to look at it. I think the reason why it wasn't totally rock bottom is because I can see where people are coming from. And I think I talked a little bit about this on the episode about the normalization of the masks in media or not even normalization. That's not the proper word. More like just it's representation in media because for many people, whether it be sitcoms, movies or, or greeting cards, for a lot of people, this is a thing that happened and it, it, it would make sense. It would not make sense for many people to completely obliterate it from our memories or censor it because it, it's too depressing. So in a sense, I can understand it. But in a thing that is meant to make you happy, you don't got to do it. I understand maybe in a drama or maybe in like a quick little reminder in a movie, like remember those years, but not in the thing that I spent $6 for at a convenience store to wish somebody a happy birthday. This shit thing should be nothing but cheers, nothing but happiness. And you've not done that. I think also maybe I was just slightly more forgiving because I'm like, well, at least there's art on my fridge for once because it is the Mona Lisa. So I was like, well, keep this up for that. But that is because talking about the fridge spot for Halloween better than sex, mine is in the trash immediately. And COVID birthday is like bottom right. It it, it kind of sticks around for a little that, bit. That Although is you, generous because both of them are trash for me. And yeah, I was going to say you did a double trash. I did a double trash. Yeah. Which is also similar to our last ranking so far. So far, pretty consistent. And yeah, this this card to me was like getting a, a nice cold glass of lemonade with a beef jerky swizzle in it. It's just like, why would you put these two things in the same? Oh, you never container? had the beef jerky swizzle in a lemonade. That's delightful. You know, we save that for greets Hanukkah. Hanukkah greets. Instead of a, uh, uh, it's basically like like a Pim's cup, except it's called a lemonade cup. Perfect <laughs> for great great greets giving a cup. The holiday that we just made up again. So yes, those were our nines and tens, both in trash, basically. Uh, now, Bobby, what is your eight? My eight is Sweetest Day from uh... episode 19 of Fappy Fola Days. Dan, what's your number eight? My number eight, coming from the episode 14, greets Ween One, Randy Quaid's Halloween lawyer. The first is always the best. The Frankenstein Halloween Valentine. So- Yes, we got to keep on going until we get it. Bobby, seven, go. Uh, Halloween Lawyer is uh, John Metalworker's best film, and I won't hear anything else about it. Wait, who's John Metalworker? He's the director, of course. He was the director. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I forgot about his other... He. I, uh, I feel bad. Well, you know what it was? So growing up, I forgot that he also did Thanksgiving Accountant, and that was amazing. Dennis Quaid did an amazing job. Oh, man. Wait till we get... Ugh, this, uh, we just passed it. Damn. Maybe next year we'll do Thanksgiving Accountant. <laughs> we'll do Thanksgiving Accountant. 
It'll come back around. We won't forget this. My number seven is one of the two cards that we did for episode 15, Really Loud Stein, The Return of the Revenge (laughs) of Halloween Lawyer. It is Grim Reaper birthday. You know that that was not John Metalworker. That unfortunately was Francis Wood Destroyer because it was starts with Really Loud Stein. And that's how they got around the Halloween Lawyer copyright. Yeah, that whole universe shoots off in a new direction when they realize that Halloween Lawyer has a sister, but she's she's just uh, uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I mean, at the time, it seemed normal, but it wasn't. I mean, it seemed normal at the time, but it was kind of weird. I mean, I think Bed Midler did a good job. I just don't understand why they gave her the same exact costume as in Hocus Pocus. It was just, <laughs> it feels like they were just trying to save money. And I'm like, that's not a Hillary Clinton. Go- Never mind. That- and they kept saying, no, this is earlier when she was the first lady of Arkansas. It's like, what? Okay. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm a child. Why am I having these conversations with you? My number seven from. Episode 19, Fappy Fola Days. It is Sweetest Day. Bobby, number eight for you. Mm -hmm. Sweetest Day, our sweetest day. Where were you with it? What brought you there? I was so offended by this card thinking that I was (laughs) stupid enough to buy it and to buy it stupid candy. And it made me mad. And everyone who I know heard us also got mad and was flabbergasted. There was, we got, we got actual audience feedback of the venom that came from this lack of information that any of us had, that there was a candy-focused holiday. No beautiful, uh, gilded uh, emotions about, you know, loved ones. There was no doilies on the table about uh, lust or love. There was no lace about true desire. It's a candy holiday for candy. But goddammit, do I respect the hustle because this card told you I am your enemy. And it was... So refreshing in a way. And that's why it's not last. It's actually third to last is because this card was your nemesis, but it was worthy and it it challenged you and it told you what it was, where some of these other cards hide behind masks superimposed on art and, you know, other other things of that nature. Hide behind Halloween being better or worse than intercourse. You don't need that. And I, I like the honesty in a way I do. If the capitalist hyper beast is going to open its gaping maw and force us as a bunch of codependent symbiotic birds to go and feast on whatever's plucking in between its molars, you've got to be grateful that it's least candy there waiting for us and not just meat shards or husks of things. So in that way, I see what you're saying. Yes, you might, You can't be that angry when it's just straight up bold in your face. Buy candy, pigs, which might as well have been the slogan in Latin for Sweetest Day. But it was not. And I, that, in that way, I, I rated it close to eight. I, mine was seven because I do think even though it is a deplorable action, you were at least honest with me about this one as opposed to the others. Yeah, and I'm surprised you don't like candy pigs. I'm a big fan of candy pigs. I don't like the flavors they've been coming out with recently, like bacon, there's ham, there's a separate one, canned ham. They're all very sweet for being, you know, candy pigs. I thought they were going to be like fruit flavored, but no, no, they just, they flavor it after the pig product. I appreciate the bold choice of arrowroot starch being a flavor. You know, you don't get that one very often. In the, you in also, the you do days. not get that one very often. If I remember correctly, that came in that packet you got at Trader Joe's. You get arrowroot, you get saltpeter, you get tapioca, no sugar. And if I remember the last one is, it just says bad rhubarb, which is like, I don't know what you do between that and regular rhubarb, but 
At least this one's colored red. Yay, fun color. So we are at, uh, We're at my, s- my number six. Yes. Yes. So my number six is the success but not too much card from episode 13, Say Something, for Mother Tom. Oh, Mother Tom. That was a good one. And that, that was a very much a sort of middle of the road card. I sort of see where you're going at with there. My number six was, of course, from episode 15, Really Loud Stein, The Return of the Revenge of Halloween Lawyer, Grim Reaper birthday. Let's talk about it. It was as close to number five. Success, but not too much as my number five, but I won't jump too far ahead here. Grim Reaper birthday was pretty close to number five for me. It was a stable card. Mm -hmm. It was a good, it was a column of a card. It was a load bearing card. It did the job. It had a funny quip because it reminded you a little bit of death with your own birthday, which who doesn't like that no matter what age you are. It just sort of missed a lot of points for me, like not being any Halloween colors. It was pink. I mean, it was black. Mm. I guess that counts, but it definitely was pink in the background. Off orange, maybe it was fair. You know, like bright sienna, which you know might might have been. Is that is that the one I'm thinking of? What's the, like brighter orange? Sienna, I think, is what. Yeah, bright oh, okay. sienna, yeah. or yeah, this one. But I thought this one was like more of a pink. Or is my are my eyes? It, just no, you're right. It, it was. Yeah, I I just hadn't talked for a while, so I just oh, wanted okay. to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. You. yeah. No, I'm glad you I'm glad you chimed in. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I talk for for mountains at a time. It is yeah, so it just it didn't hit all of the checkpoints for me for a strong greeting card contender. It was a good solid horse but not one that's going to get you win place or show. It's going to going to go right in the middle with a little bit of training it can maybe get there, but of course it was missing a few things for me. Mm. It was pretty funny that there was just text in the front about it's your birthday with the grim reaper and then nothing in the middle, which would have been a great metaphor for like sort of the ending void. But that's something for you to do for your relatives if they find that funny or offensive. You can choose that. And so that's why it kind of sticks to me there. Do you have a friend you love or an aunt you hate? Why not choose the Grim Reaper birthday card? Do you have a friend who loves ironic humor and family who doesn't really get that? They'll love this card. Sponsored by Spencer's Gifts. Right right next to the Rick and Morty everything. <laughs> Now, you you chose this as number seven. Is that a particular reason why you've chosen it on this low on the scale? We're pretty close. I mean, I find this card perfectly inoffensive and, and cheeky in a way that, you know, only someone who's just realized that there is a small pornography section in the back of the Suncoast video would. So mm. uh, <laughs> remember those. How old were you when you figured that out? I think I was about probably in the range of 12 to 13. Yeah, I was probably 13 or so. And then... You know, you were learning the difference between like what they would sell in a Suncoast video. And then if you just typed in, you know, porngiz.com on your computer, <laughs> can't use that for a title. You never just ask them for porngiz.com, like at the cashier over at there. I used to go up to Sam Goody and ask them questions like that all the time. And the apathetic teen would just tell me to leave. And I did. But I felt like we had a good rapport. You go in looking for a Porky's three and you come out just being a man. You go in looking for best of Playboy Centerfolds 26 and you end up not buying a Cinnabon because you were a dollar short. <laughs> so you just wait for your mom to pick you up, but that's for another hour. So that curb's looking pretty good. And you just walk by the rack because you're too afraid to stop for too long. So you just walk by it about 17 times and just try to get a glimpse of the titles and you let your imagination <laughs> run wild. Well, yeah, you don't even bother to lift the little black covering on the front for NSFW. You're just like, I know it's back there. I got it. But you're afraid of all the other people that are picking up their copies of Failure to Launch and fool's gold or whatever movies are out around that time it's right across from the build-a-bear too so it's just mothers and small daughters just staring at you and and then you have to like cover your tracks so you go in there and think about like which one do you want i want a bear that wears a tuxedo never mind bye i want an undertaker bear okay <laughs> with a little scythe and everything oh thank god it's raining outside 
Bobby, you're number five. My number five. Socket to me. Is a talking round because it's episode 14, Greetings Ween 1, Randy Quaid's Halloween Lawyer, John Metalworker's classic. Dan, you had this at number eight. So this is the biggest difference I think we have so far. Not too bad. Still only three spots. Why is this number eight for you? This is the largest point of contention for us. And it's not even that far, like you said. But I no, would we had say- si- six spots in between on greeting, uh, Greetings Giving 1. We had a very yeah. large, yeah, six yeah. spots. We disagreed on that one heavily. But- my reasoning behind putting Frankenstein Halloween Valentine so far down is mostly because it did so little for me. Again, I, I think this was a card that did nothing malicious like the Halloween Better Than Sex. I don't necessarily think it wasn't hitting its mark like my problem with Grim Reaper Birthday. It certainly was doing its job. It deserves its low rating because it could have done that job on, you know, Valentine's Day and not Halloween. And so that was the problem I had was it very much supported my theory that Halloween cards are just all the other holidays supplemented with bats and pumpkins and Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. And you you didn't do anything to really make this a real Halloween treat. Now. Obviously, that theory has unsupported. We have not done any amount of research to really justify that. But this card was the closest I ever got to a conclusion of my thesis. And yeah, in that way, I feel like it doesn't deserve a high rating because it doesn't hit on the rubrics of a proper greeting card. We have so many good ones to prop up that this isn't on this isn't even a silver winner or a bronze this one's getting an aluminum like you know a, uh, e for effort card medal and I'll e just, for effort <laughs> this is going to get the largest participation bowling trophy that's ever been made fine with me because this card grew on me a little bit i like you i'm still subscribing to the theory that halloween cards may not be as honest with themselves as they probably should be. They'll come around in time, but they'll get there one day. This card has a good heart. I mean, it's sweet and it's the kind of thing you'd give to your first boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, and you don't want to say you like them because that's too icky, but Halloween is cool because you get to dress up and pretend to be someone else and make all the bad thoughts go away. So you get them a nice card. And uh, it says... Fri- this will yeah, tamp Halloween. it down. This will tamp it down, yeah. So uh, this one, you know, it's perfectly nice, is has how I'll say, and it doesn't bother me. I think you are generally more forgiving and generous towards couples on Halloween, to which I think lovey-doveyness, not now, we're trying to be scary. Not now, we're trying to be scary. I just think if you're going to neck, you know, do it while you're in <laughs> a costume. You know, be, be, be Biff from Back to the Future. <laughs> be Sarah Jessica Parker from Hocus Pocus. Be... Bane on holiday so he's got the mask but he's in swim trunks and sandals and maybe I'm just being too much of a stick in the mud where I am at the party going like look if you guys are going to snog do it in the closet don't go in the bathroom because Cranberry's in there and he has had a lot too much of my Halloween punch which as we all know is just ginger ale and gin and I like it because they start the same it doesn't taste good and everyone drinks too much it's really confusing because you just write ginger ale but you put a hyphen after gin so people think it's regular ginger ale well I thought that was funny but then people ask me if I have something that's good for everybody, and I don't know if they mean they don't like gin or not. It's it's confusing. I don't know. I, I you know you guys know I do this, and then they go, "We just met you," and I went, "That's on me." Yeah, the Dr Pepper vat never draws as much attention as we think it's going to. Well, that's because it's boiling. 
no one taught me the effect of having to make a cauldron, but I want to make a cauldron of Mountain Dew, so I just keep it on the I just keep it on the stove all night. Low and slow. That's the way to have. Low the and slow, baby. That's how we do it. Well, of course, I keep a brisket in there for myself. I'm not a monster. You never had Dr Pepper soaked brisket and then serve it to your friends. Everyone gets sick at my house. A man's got to eat, doesn't he? Oh, brisket pepper, Bobby. Your number five. Have we got? No, we did your number. It was five, my number five. It's yours. What it was. Yeah. Okay. My number five coming in, not slow, not low, but hot and high and quick, is number 13, say something for Mother Tom's success, but not too much. Now, my justification for this, if I might jump right in, is it is a lovely, I think I described it as an Enya's Orinoco flow of a card. It is... Elegant. You might have said that about more than one card. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I like to compare a bunch of them to Orinoco Flow. If you haven't seen the music video yet, guys, it's like a living watercolor painting. Go check it out in the year 1992. But Success But Not Too Much is the perfect poster to have in your HR head's office at your job to make you feel good about the fact that you're being asked again to take your Keurig cups out because you always forget to. Well, I don't want to. This I keep explaining this, and they keep saying, put on your pants. And I'm like, talk about the Keurig cups. It's why we're here. The meeting has to stay on track. We do this every time. You promised you would talk about the Keurig cups this time and not about my pants. That isn't changing. I told you. It doesn't feel good. I don't like the khakis. But the Keurigs, let's talk about that because maybe I'll change. No, I won't. But this one, yeah, I think it's a solid five. It's got fun photos of the ocean. It's got delightful, swoopy cursive. It doesn't seem to go anywhere, which is exactly like those posters. It's very indicative of them. You could have this on the wall of your high school, uh, you know, in your guidance counselor's office as he tries to push Penn State on you for the 400th goddamn time. So the, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Only because he was on the lacrosse team there. Table lacrosse too, let's be honest. Which is our favorite drinking game, table lacrosse. Those things, they, they go across. It's like, it, and, and don't even get me started on table high lie. That's the worst. People get hurt. This is not a real lie. Either of them. <laughs> I like also that so far in our list, I'm basically one step behind you at any point. Like if you're seven, I'm eight. If you're five, I'm six. It's it's as though you're anticipating my ranking and I'm saying, but I want to go rank them too. So I'm just going to go right behind you, bro. Oh, I thought of the opposite where I was copying you, but I was making everything lower because I'm being the more pessimistic of the two in this dynamic. So you give them a grading and I go, no, I think it's actually this and here's why. Like I'm being unnecessarily contrarian. Let's just say we're both codependent. That's how podcasts work, right? With two people. If, if one of us goes, then the other one also also fades away there are photographs of us and we are fading fast that we're just exiting the frame well our son still has to play johnny be good at a 1950s dance and say he came up with it it's a shame he really likes enya it really is also that he smooched his mom <laughs> who am i kidding enya's great i can't i can't Enya's, yeah i was gonna say what do you got against enya here i got nothing she's, she's great she's done great stuff she'll continue she lives to in a castle stuff. if i'm not forgetting that and or that's not old news uh, let's say it's not because it's news to me i heard she lives in a castle with a bunch of cats and an elderly couple that are her co-instrumental and uh, that's where this podcast is going to go one day in an Irish castle with some old people. Those were the rejected lyrics to Seal's Kiss from a Rose. An Irish castle with some old people. He <laughs> should have put it in. Dan, my number four. Yes. Is a terrific teacher from episode 17, Halloween Lawyer 4. This is Flat Out Moonraker. And my number four from episode 20, the most recent one, Dick Hand Luke, is the To Encourage You Steam card, which, if I remember correctly, was given to us by Karen Boyle. Thank you again, Karen Boyle, for that lovely card. And now we are going to do a talkie talk because, oh, am I on number three? Oh, yes, that's right. My number let's, three. Let's go in order. We'll start with yours, Terrific Teacher, and then we'll go down. So okay. your number three. My number three is. Oh, sorry, you're number three. Let's 
yeah, to that. encourage you, Steam from Dick Hand Luke. What can I say? It's a beautiful card. I mean, it's it's got nothing inside. That's okay. It's sort of like an empty casserole, but the man, the outside is pretty. That is exactly how I felt, Bobby. It is a handsome son of a gun coming on in, ordering a Manhattan no rye, and coming on up to you. So it's mostly just water and fruit and a little bit of bitters. And it comes up to you, and the conversation kind of doesn't go much anywhere except for trains. They really like talking about Lionel. They like talking about that big museum that is either in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. I forget. And it kind of just keeps going to trains and locomotive engineering technology, which there's nothing wrong with. I just, it's one of those things I never learned and I'm a little too old to learn. So it's never going to happen. And this card isn't going to make you learn from what I can gather. Maybe if I stare at it for long enough, because it is a handsome card. Mm. I mean, it is a beautiful, you don't get a lot of collage cards anymore. I feel like the industry has really pushed away from sort of the myriad of images sort of combined together to create one idea of an image which is what this was like three trains going on i encourage honestly of all the cards i encourage you ding dongs to go back check out the episode on our instagram at greetings pod episode 20 dick hand luke and have a look see Mm -hmm. at this card because it is very handsome and so that's why i put it at four because while it might not have hit all of the notes perfectly it certainly did it in a handsome way it did It's got nothing bad to say about it. Uh, You can put whatever you want here. It's to encourage you in whatever way you need. Do you need to have someone pat you on the back? Do you need to have someone rescue you from drowning? Do you need to have someone spill your Dr. Pepper vat because it's not seasonally appropriate for Greet's giving because you know the drink is malted orange juice? Anything you need to encourage you, we can do. But it it, it was so close to Halloween. It was not, there was nothing. I don't want to go back to my party again, but I just want to make it very clear. Yeah, I can't go back there again. I'm sorry. Nobody can go back there again. I was told by the health inspector what I did to that brisket. No one's supposed to go back. It left a steam. It left a stank. Your bracketed table highlight games. They were underground highlight table games because, as we know, it's been outlawed in this town for what it does to the eyeballs and the face. Yeah, and the sinkhole, too. Just sort of forced it underground. So, yeah, no more no more highlight games for us. So, yes, to encourage you, that is that is your three, my four. And then we go to my three, mm-hmm. which is number 17, Halloween Lawyer 4. This is Flat Out Moonraker, a terrific teacher. What a lovely card. I got to say. This was a similar handsomeness to encourage you, although I'd say this is more of a cute card. It's got really adorable bats and punkies and things, and it it just kind of gave me a warm feeling and one that can be enjoyed by the whole dang family, if you so please, unlike this podcast, which you should not be presenting to children because we swear a bunch and talk about the porn you can buy out of Sam Goody's or Suncoast. Overall, I just thought this was really cute and cute cards, you know, unless they totally get it wrong which this one didn't, it it gets a seal of approval. So it gets a high rating. The only reason it didn't beat to encourage you is because there's only a real small window in which you can use this card. It has to be given to a teacher. So the, the pool of recipients is very small. And not for nothing, but Halloween Lawyer 4 is where the series really takes off, in my opinion, because no series gets good until they go to space and deal with their childhood trauma. And it's really funny because, of course, 10,000 years have passed. So they're sort of returning to the Earth to pick up whatever remnants are left from, of course, one of the outer galactic colonies just outside the Milky Way, sort of one of the pan-galactic ones. And as they're going forward, they have found a cryogenic human being 
that was meant to sort of be preserved for future generations. And in this case, it worked. And it happened to be Halloween Lawyer. So, of course, space law is very different. We don't want to get into it. But he essentially passes the space bar and is able to save Halloween in space, which they have not celebrated for thousands of years because of a deep space curse. And, man, it was a really bold choice to have Halloween Lawyer not appear for the first four hours of the film. I mean, you didn't see it coming. Yeah, but I think he makes up for it for most of the dance breaks in the last eight hours like the lot a lot of the choreography sort of helps sums up where he was that whole time oh so, yeah it was I mean, alvin ailey's last embarrassment <laughs> that, that was the i believe that was roger deeper's last words ever alvin ailey's last embarrassment about uh halloween lawyer for uh this is flat out moonraker after that was ebert's last review saw that movie too that'll be a movie someday ebert's last review and then he said two thumbs and then he sort of just nothing and we we're like two thumbs what two thumbs what we miss him yeah we do and that's how you can know Halloween Lawyer 4. This is flat out Moonraker. Two thumbs what? Dan, I think our, we're lined up pretty well because we are at number two already. And it's the same for both of us. We have at number two from episode, the other uh, part of episode 15, Really Loud Stein, The Return of the Revenge of Halloween Lawyer, Pale Derek, The Halloween Recycling Card. So we are aligned here. And I think it's fair to say we appreciate a card that knows it's mortal and wants to use itself as best it can. Is that accurate? Incredibly so. And let's speak in regaling words and in celebration of these next two cards of their fine, fine gifts that they provide to us. And Pale Derek provides the best. Not only does it provide a beautiful uh, goat person to enjoy and look at, but it also provides seeds. Of course, for those that don't know this from episode 15, Really Loud Stein, The Return of the Revenge of Halloween Lawyer, which I have mixed feelings about as a as a movie because, of course, they changed it up completely. Uh, you want to talk something that ripped, up, ripped off Moonraker, that was basically it. Yeah, the synth score not recorded over the action but having all the characters have to play their own music was it was a choice you know it really divided the fan base really strange and then like of course it was composed by john carpenter but he wasn't directing he was only doing the music and he was like well i kind of only did the music to save money are you sure you want no 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 we want you to just do the music this was when he was doing the judy bloom offshoot of are you there prudence it's also prudence i'm sorry what was the title dan we were talking about it Uh, are you there prudence it's me fudge and i'd like to join your army in new york that's now a prison that's the one uh, island which was the john carpenter movie and um donald pleasance did a great job and I won't hear anything else besides that. The Pale Derek, number two, it's just a beautiful card. It's just a gorgeous card. It's well put together. The animation is so lovely, the, the illustration on the front. It can make you seeds. It can it can create for you flower time. What more could you want? <laughs> it's it flower goes, time. It creates flower time. It goes back. When you're done with muscle time, it creates flower time. You have all these times in your life, and you want things to supplement them. And here you have it. I'm giving to you a card. What more do you want, you selfish beasts? Yeah. And that's why it's number two. So close to number one, but I think... Uh, you know, what, what would, did you have any other thoughts about Pale Derek before we get to our blue ribbon? Or no, I think we're ready. And and what can you say when you fall in love? You know it because uh, we both, I think, immediately fell in love with the card provided by uh, our good friend Johnny Della Luna, uh, co-host of the Winning Ticket podcast. Number one, check out Winning Ticket. Number one from episode twelve, a Rocky and Bullwinkle esque experience is goodbye. You'll miss me, Dan. What can be said that hasn't been said already? The feeling of coming down the stairs or out of your room to the area where you might have taken a tree that once existed in nature and now you've put in a potted receptacle in your living room so daintily and then covered it with lights and then a relatively overweight gentleman came in and provided you gifts and you didn't know because you didn't hear them 
tip tap, go away, eat the cookies. And then you come on in and see that that day and you're filled with warmth and joy. That is the feeling that Goodbye You'll Miss Me gave to me. Because when Mr. Della Luna of the Winning Ticket podcast, check it out, when he provided us this card at the beginning with a sad fox with a cute animation, I thought we were just in for a plain old, like, best wishes, bon voyage, we love you card. And then to be surprised on Greet's Giving Day with the phrase looming in the air, you'll miss me. Just like a parent shaming you for going on a big sabbatical to Europe. Just a a parent shaming you for moving out of the house. You'll miss me when you're gone and I'm gone. Man, it's like it was designed to give you guilt from the beginning. It was whiplash in a card. And I say that with love. Yeah, My, my hands were bleeding just reading the damn thing. Yeah, well... You know, there's a couple reasons your hands are bleeding sometimes. Right. Well, it's because of all the what they what did they mix raisinets and popcorn? I was just eating that together. Yeah, the 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 metal shavings though didn't have to be added. Well, that's part of the greets giving snack. You provide that on the table alongside the hot Mountain Dew, and then because you don't eat the brisket, that's just for the flavoring of the Mountain Dew. I can't go over that. Yeah, I know, but you're orthodox anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, and I forgot to mention too. I'd be remiss. A terrific teacher with very high on the list was also provided by Dara Silverman. So Dara, thank you again. Thank for you, that. Dara I Silverman. I should have brought that up earlier, but. Goodbye, you'll miss me. I got nothing more to say, Dan. I mean, it, it took me by surprise. It it flabbergasted me. It made me feel things. And that's all you can want from a card. Those are all the things it needs to do. And the other ones that we had fun with, we had a terrible time with, I don't know how much they necessarily created those emotions for us of just running us through the maze of different feelings you could get. Sadness, cheeriness, and then finally just complete shock and laughter. This card provided it all on a page and a half, and that's really all you can hope for. And we had different rankings for these cards on the fridge, which you guys are going to see on the Instagram. But I have to agree with Bobby's edit here, and he'll probably put this somewhere on the animation. I'm excited to see what his will look like, where this card, and I agree with him wholeheartedly, goes to Freezer Valhalla. It has <laughs> earned its place at the great mead table where everyone's going to tell stories about winning wars and, and defeating enemies and fighting dragons. And this card's going to be, I made two dudes laugh one time. Three dudes. I made three dudes laugh one time. That was the best of me. As we look at the fridge, which of course Bobby and I decorate in our shared greetings apartment. Every time there's 10 cards to uh, review, this one's going to be on top. It will shine bright, hanging a shining card among the highest bow, which, yes, our freezer has bows. It's a naturally growing fridge. And we're going to look at it, and it's going to be the guiding light home whenever we need a good laugh, a good chuckle, and a good reminder that when we're gone, you'll miss us. Please. And we'd like to remind you, good folks at home, that when we're gone here— you'll miss us, which is why you don't have to miss us ever, especially when you listen to Greetings, the Greeting Card podcast, which, of course, you can follow at Greetings Pod or, of course, Twitter at Greetings Cast. This was our review. I mean, I got to say a good lineup. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah, we were having a pretty much eye-to-eye conversation the whole time. I just did the average ranking. So both pretty much agree that Halloween better than sex and COVID birthday are trashers or at least pretty close to it. We have the next kind of three groupings, Frankenstein, Halloween, Valentine, Grim Reaper birthday, and Sweetest Day all kind of edged towards the bottom. Above that is success, but not too much. And then towards the top, we got Terrific Teacher and To Encourage You Steam. And then near the the freezer itself is uh, Goodbye, You'll Miss Me and Pale Derek. I mean, it's a good grouping. I didn't have solid 
It, it, we just agreed. We got a good batch of me lined up. I can't wait in a way for the next round because I'm looking for one of those ones that really tests our friendship and tears us apart. That's what I'm yearning for. Don't worry. There will be a chance for that. We'll find out one way or another the one that will probably rip us asunder as a group because you and I have been amicable so far, but I feel like, God, the, the pressure between you and me with some, t- some of these reviews is just... It's bubbling like hot Mountain Dew on Greet's Giving. I, uh, or sorry, Dr. Pepper. The hot Mountain Dew is left out in the sun, of course. That's just to allow the spirits to enjoy. But it's brewing like hot Dr. Pepper on the stove on Greet's Giving. I, I don't know where this energy is going to go in the next ten, ep- 10 episodes. Are you afraid like me? Yeah, but I'm even less or more afraid, depending on what direction you, you need me to be. I'll be whatever kind of afraid you want, Daddy. Um, uh, <laughs> if we go... If we go into the Christmas season and do a, we're going to do Christmas cards, Dan, this is gonna, or, or at least Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you know, holiday season cards. And we might holiday even have cards. some special guests come on. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe we'll ask people and they'll say we're busy and they'll say, you're not busy. I was watching your Instagram and you're not busy. I looked and they'll say, stop looking at this. And I'll say, no, tell me why you're not busy. And then they'll slam the door and then we'll be here. Maybe we'll finally get a rando that DMs us and goes, I want to be on the podcast. I've got a greeting card and we see the greeting card and it's handmade. And that's not necessarily the problem, but it's written in blood and it's got some ancient chants on it and we go no 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 thank you we appreciate it so we have to reject the first person and then there's a sort of vendetta and now we have a stalker that listens to us and goes yeah i'm getting closer every time you guys record and we go oh no this isn't fun at all and thank god he started in michigan because we got some time we got a little bit of time they we we happen to know that they started in ann arbor so bobby and i are going to uh, go underground for a little bit but of course yes be ready because there will be holidays to be had Cuddle up yourself with a nice malted orange juice. Enjoy the brisket with the Dr. Pepper in it. And remember that when we're gone, say it with me, Bobby. You'll you'll miss miss me. me. That'll be good in post. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Are you there, Prudence? It's Beelzebub. Sorry, I missed you. By Judy Bloom. Good clean content for kids of all ages. Put this in a veggie put this in a veggie tales animatic. You won't be disappointed. <laughs>